cake cook. Underestimated and still I made it. In the book of hard knocks, I'm highly educated. Nobody told me looked over, but still dedicated. Played in the league for 13, I ain't gotta be favored. Two Super Bowls, Honolulu, I stood with the greatest. The thing is this, if never rich, I'm good with my neighbors. DB precision, television, ain't ask for no favors. Numbers don't lie, neither do pictures, just look in the papers. No backing down or turning back, part two of the movie. Never the biggest, but it takes more than two just to move me. Ain't gotta like what I'm saying, just respect it, it's honest. Run through opponents, watch the film, it's effective, I promise. Sit back and grab your popcorn, watch me go to work. And tackle all of these topics right here on Face First. Uh. What's up? Welcome to Face First. And I'm excited for this. Fa- I'm, well, Frick, I'm always excited because I just get to freaking talk and nobody gets to interrupt me. And, well, it's, it's my own show. But this is this not about me. Okay, like a little bit about me. But it's more so about the athletes I'm going to talk about. Like we're in a new world, right? Like athletes have gone from players to pimps. You know, it used to be you just did whatever they wanted you to do. Now athletes want control. They want control of their present, of their future. They want control of their happiness. They want control of their legacy. They want control of the generational wealth that they could create. But for so long, it was like big bank takes little bank. So it was hard to fight these big organizations. And they realized, though, that the athletes were truly who drove the Brinks trucks to the banks. And so once they realized that, they said, well, if we're going to drive them to the banks, Let's make sure they back them up into our driveway, to our front door to give us this money. And so those are the things that have changed. Those things have changed with with branding and with with social media. And now more than ever, sports has become truly entertainment. It used to be just sports, right? It used to just be, you know what? Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, go out there in them short little ASS shorts and freaking Converse and we're going to shoot sky hooks, and Larry Bird might shoot with his left hand, and Larry Bird might be mad that you put a white boy to check him because he knew no white boy in the world could check him. That's what Larry Bird said, not what I said. I'm going to tell you this. It was a lot of brothers couldn't check Larry Bird. Larry Bird was giving it to everybody, but it was just about the sport, right? And Larry Bird got to square up sometimes. Like, I watched Larry Bird throw hands before. And we saw Bill Lambeer beat up Charles Barkley because it wasn't about friends and it wasn't about entertainment. They didn't get on banana boats together and they didn't have all these things they did in the offseason together. It was about winning championships. That it. That's it. You go win the championship. We pay you this to win the championship. You'll be as big as a star as we can make you, but you will not be a star alone. But that's different now. Right now, guys have taken control of their careers. I don't want to play here because I don't like you. That's the point we've gotten to. A guy like Aaron Rodgers says, I don't want to be here because I don't want to make y'all dummies who I don't rock with look good if I play well. Guys decide to go from one team to another team to play with their homeboys so they can not only just make money, but win championships. Because when we win championships and we do it in the right way, now we all get richer. We all make money. Right. So now quarterbacks are saying they want out. They want to be in different places. Basketball players have been doing it forever, forever. Baseball players, they got to work their way up. And then once they work their way up, they get 300 mil, 280 mil. What you going to tell me? If I want to put Hacksaw Jim Duggan, the Jim Duggan uh, tack on the baseball and throw the baseball and answer you like Jared Cole. Well, you see the minutia of what the guys have done. In the past, there are some times that they rub things on the ball. But if you rub things on the ball, then the ball might get wet and slick. And the ball could do this. 
he, he talked so long, I forgot the question. But he never answered the question, though. Because they are taking it into their own hands, people. They're not tripping on y'all. Now, let's talk about this power that we now see athletes yielding. Everybody can't do it, right? Everybody, everybody doesn't get to just say, you know what, I want out. Or I'm not coming to practice. Or I won't fight. Like John Jones says, now I ain't fighting until I get 10, 15 mil. Because that's what I deserve. That's the type of draw I am. I've never truly lost a fight in the UFC. I've been a champion since been a champion. And since I've been a champion, I've been the champion. So I ain't fighting. And so now people feel like, oh, LeBron can do this. Anthony Davis can say, I'm not playing in New Orleans. I want to go to Los Angeles and get to Los Angeles. But only certain people can do these things. Everybody don't get to just act like this. Get to be all willy-nilly. I'm going to tell you what the hell I want to do. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you how. Let me give you an example. Ryan Clark. One offer coming out of college to play professional football. That was with the New York Giants. Even then, at the New York Giants, I remember Jason Seahorn said, ARC, I see that you are riding to practice with someone else. Yes, Delvin Joyce, who was also an undrafted free agent with me, lived in the apartment building next to my apartment building. Every morning, I would get up, walk over to his car in his garage, and catch a ride to practice with him. Because at the time, I couldn't afford a car because I was trying to stack my money and stack my chips, and that was the smartest thing to do. Jason Seahorn comes up to me. He says, hey, I told him, man, I really want a Cadillac CTS. Do y'all remember Cadillac CTS? Do they even make Cadillac CTSs, right? Do they still make them? They still make them, right? And so... And so now it's the Cadillac CTS. He gives me, he goes to show me where it was, right? I go to the dealership. He has a guy. It's a used Cadillac CTS. And I think at the time it was for like $35,000. I was an undrafted free agent. I had only gotten a certain amount of money. But I remember being embarrassed to tell Jason Seahorn, who was also married, mar who was also married to the actress Angie Horman, tell Jason Seahorn that I didn't want to blow $35,000 buying a Cadillac, even though I had an NFL contract. R.I.P. to the CTS 2019. No. Yeah, sorry, man. Man, I might have to go get that. That could be like vintage now. It can be my old school. 2003 to 2019. Gosh. Mm. And this was 03. Man, RC, you could have got like the first one ever. No, but it wasn't the first one ever. It was the dealer car. That's how I was going to get the break on the price. Is that the CTS that Dan Marino was driving in Bad Boys 2? <laughs> I don't think so. It looks like it. <laughs> and so, guys... Dan Marino should definitely buy this car. Not this car exactly, because I'm going to this one up. <laughs> hey, and so, just keep breaking movies up now. And so, like, when, and so, like, when I had to go tell Jason Seahorn, bro, like, I ain't got that type of money, like, I was kind of embarrassed. But my thought was, I need to stack these chips, because I don't know when the next shoe is going to fall. What am I going to put on practice squad? What am I going to be cut like Tom Coughlin did the next year? And so then I remember when I made the team in Washington, I didn't move my family up. Because I felt like I could be cut at any time. So let me put this money under a mattress and save it and not use any of it. Like that Ryan Clark would let people come in and meet and call me any name in the book. Any name but a child of God. Because it didn't matter because I needed to make this money and I couldn't piss, it, piss anybody off. I had a roommate my third year in the league. That was the life I was living. I didn't have a financial advisor. What was he going to financially advise? There was no finances that needed to be advised on. We trying to save this money. And so then finally, I get a deal, right? And my agent introduces me to this financial advisor who he was good friends with, who was his financial advisor. And we're sitting at the table and he goes, well, what type of investor are you? I said, what's the scary kind? 
Not the kind that want to make a lot of money, the kind that don't want to lose a penny and make as much money as you can make me without me having to fight you because you called me and told me you lost my money. I was that dude. I was the dude. I didn't want to take vacations because I felt like if you take a vacation, then you're not working out and you're also spending money while not working out. So you're losing money. That was my mindset. I was waiting for those things. I didn't start like living a life and doing anything until I really got my next deal with the Steelers. And I was like, "Woo, I can breathe. You can't die with all this money. Let me do something with it. Now, I drive a Toyota Tundra that somebody hit the other day. And now my wife is telling me that I should get it totaled. And I can get a new car. I don't want no new car. Ain't but 100,000 miles on that. It could do that two more times. So that's where I'm at still. But these athletes aren't. And like different sports have different rules, right? Like combat sports, they have the worst rules. Because combat sports, you just out there on a limb by yourself. You just living. You got promoters and trainers and coaches. And then you got promotions. Then you got different organizations. And then now you got the UFC. And then there's one. And then there's all this other stuff. But they ain't making money because they feel like the organization is bigger than the individual. Folks get knocked out. Somebody else wins a belt. Them folks get knocked out. That's the way it happens, right? It goes from Chuck Liddell to Rampage to Rashard Evans to Forrest Griffith to whoever to whoever to whoever. Right. And then now you sit with the light heavyweight champ and it's Jan and Jan just fought Stylebender, Stylebender Lars. But it didn't matter. He just dropped right back down and he's going to defend his channel, his title this week. And if he gets knocked out, that's going to be somebody else. That's the way it works. Could be 29 and oh, he quits. Charles Oliveira is not a not a um the champion. Don't nobody really care. We just need a champ that's going to go out there and fight. If he gets snuck and he stole and he's out, somebody else gets it. That's the way it works. Football, the biggest division of labor between ownership and players, right? Or ownership and employees in the, the major sports. The union fights and fights and fights and fights. And the more they fight and the more the owners give, okay, we'll give you a little bit of money, but we still need this amount of control. We'll let you do this, but we still need this amount of control. Right? The commissioner doesn't work for the players. The commissioner works for the owners because that's the people he really meets with. He ain't meeting with the players. I meet with the players when I have to because I've been around here doing things that have pissed the players off. So now I need to give them a little bit of time. That's the way that works. And then baseball. Don't get me started on baseball. I remember before I had baseball friends, I thought all baseball players had $300 million contracts. Every single one of them. I felt like if you swung a bat and you got drafted, you had generational wealth. I felt about baseball players, how people feel about football players, and I was totally wrong. The people be eating peanut butter and ramen sandwiches on buses, right? Michael Jordan and them had a good bus because they had Michael Jordan. The other people be on buses without heat. It's like the Jackie Robinson movie, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman, and they just riding around hot and sweaty as hell. And then you got to get to the big leagues. You get to the big leagues, you got to play like four dang years, and even then they don't give you a contract. You got to go into arbitration. Then after you go into arbitration, then you get your money. Now you get rich. But it's a fight to get there. And them contracts guaranteed. So then you can do what you want. You can be Mookie Betts if you want to do, want to and play really great. Or you could Bobby Bonilla them and still be getting paid by people. Bobby Bonilla going to be getting paid until Matt Muscona grows hair back. I know you can't see Matt right now, but he's my friend and he don't have no hair. It's a choice I made, RC. It's not a choice. Shut up, RC. Okay, cool. Right. And so 
all of these sports, right? You think about the sports we mentioned. We mentioned combat sports. We mentioned football. Uh, obviously, now you get to baseball. But basketball started this. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan started this, this evolution of players having power. Whether it was keeping people off the dream team, which Mike say he ain't do. And you know Mike take everything personally. Mike say he ain't do that. Right, if it was keeping people off the dream team, or the reason that the United States started getting whipped by all the other countries, because when he walked in Barcelona in that fire Jordan short set, which I would wear right now with the fire Olympic Jays, everybody was like, "I want to be like Mike. I want to be that dude." That's why right now the Joker, right, a dude from Serbia who was drafted in the '40s in the NBA draft, can be the MVP because of the skills he developed playing, wanting to be like Mike, wanting to be like these other people. And so now he becomes, Michael Jordan becomes this international superstar that is bigger than the game, beyond the game, that moves the needle everywhere he goes. So you got to start bending to a guy like that's will. Except for Jerry Krause. Jerry Krause didn't bend, right? Which is why Mike retired. Because Mike didn't care about what you did to Mike. Mike cared about what the pieces you kept around him. Jerry Krause didn't want to keep those pieces. Mike moved on. Right? That, that was Mike's use of his power. I'm going to move on and go do something else. But when we get to the decision, when LeBron James, who is a part of... Nope. Nope. I was going to tell a lie, and I do not lie to the people. When LeBron James was the Cleveland Cavaliers. Right? He's sitting in the Boys and Girls Club. He says he's going to take his talents to South Beach. He wielded a power that we aren't used to people wielding, right? He said, you know what? Even though you could get more money staying in a certain place, even though you could bring a championship to where you're from, I want to go play with my friends. I want to alleviate some of this pressure off of me, and I'm going to go get me a ring. So that started this movement we now see in the NBA that we never saw before, where the Kevin Durants could get beat. In the, in, in, the, in the conference finals and then go play for the Golden State Warriors who had just broken the record for, for wins and say, you know what? We're not just going to create a mega team. We're going to create a team that as long as we are healthy, we should not be beat. And they weren't. As long as they were healthy, they weren't beat, right? Until they were beat by a guy named Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard who also yielded his power. He said, you know what? You hurt my quad. You pissed me off. You ain't treat me right. I know that right now you are the star and the stamp for what a great organization looks like, but you ain't been great to me. I'm going to go to Toronto and I'm going to go win a championship. And then now the next championship is formed because some guys go to Brooklyn. They can't play because one of them tears his, one of them hurts his Achilles, right? The other one's in Houston at the time. And then Kyrie is injured too. And then now those guys get together, but they're not together for the COVID year. But LeBron has put his team together because Anthony Davis, who is right here in Louisiana for the New Orleans Pelicans, said, I ain't playing. So he played a little bit in some games and they take him out. Then he wouldn't play some games at all. So now he goes to L.A. and they win. And now the team that looks like the best team in NBA basketball has James Harden, has Kyrie Irving, has Steve Nash as a coach, probably has the best basketball player in the world, no matter how you spin it, and Kevin Durant, and they're going to win it because they yielded their power to get there and do that. That's how basketball has changed. Basketball is different. And so all these things are happening in basketball and we see them on social media and they pretty much use their voice any kind of way they want to. And basketball works with them. Right. Basketball says, you know what? We want to empower you guys in different ways than just on the court. And they've had to do that because when a LeBron leaves from one place and goes to another place, the revenue in that place goes up. The attention and the ratings that that team gets goes up. 
So that not only helps that team, but that helps the NBA. So they got to do that with those dudes. Or if you don't yield your power, you end up being CP3, who is probably one of the greatest point guards of all time. David Stern said, no, you can't go to L.A. I was pissed off because I was ready for Kobe to get back and get another one. He got it anyway. But Chris Paul has bounced around, made every team better, never had a championship because he never got to yield his power. He's been moved around by the other people. And so now in football, this is starting to happen and people's head, head just about to explode, right? They just can't take it. Oh my gosh. Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to play for the Green Bay Packers. Vince Lombardi is rolling over in his grave. The ice bowl is now melting. We can't have this. They're just not used to it. And it's not used to a dude having a personal beef and saying, you know what? I don't want to be here. We're not used to Jalen Ramsey saying, you know what? I don't want to be here. And since I don't want to be here, I ain't going to play. And you can't tell me I ain't, I'm going to play. And then I'm going to go to L.A. And now when I go to L.A. and L.A. gives up what they got to give for me, give me my 100 mil. Jamal Adams, the Seahawks gave up what they had to give up for him, not give him his money when it comes. Because these boys say I'm not staying and playing. Russ. Russ says nothing. Talking about Russell Wilson. Curly hair, Russ don't say nothing. Braids in the hair, Russ don't say nothing. Afro, Russ don't say nothing. Fade, Russ ain't never said nothing. All of a sudden, this offseason, yeah, I want more input. Yeah, things should run through me. And we're going to put out reports and we're going to say that if things don't run through me, I have an issue. I got a problem. We're not used to that. Deshaun Watson, I want out of Houston. The way that this is run doesn't work for me. And then that swings us all the way back around to Aaron Rodgers. That we've gotten to a point now where quarterbacks who used to be the stinking worst, right? The quarterbacks club used to be the club that crossed the picket lines and sold out the rest of the players. That was the quarterbacks club. We get them, we get everybody. That's not who they are no more. Now they rock with the players. It's a strange thing. Tom, hey man, we ain't got to go to work. Y'all don't want to go to work. We ain't got to go to work in the offseason. Right? Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson being front and center in the Black Lives Matter movie on the video. Roger got to an answer now because the quarterbacks ain't the same. We don't have them in our pockets. We don't control them. And so Aaron Rodgers, who I said would be pissed off, everybody was like, oh, no, RC, you're wrong. I said it that night. Hate to be in that quarterback room. Jordan Love is drafted. The man says he has four fingers of scotch. Is this what four fingers of scotch look like? That will get you drunk as hell. And, you know, he's super rich, so he got that good scotch. And he don't, like, date on the low level. It's like actress, race car driver, actress. Bam. That's what I do. You can't drink, like, the 12. We at least got to be mid-upper 20s of aging on his scotch. Right? And so now, and so now it's like, okay, Aaron, what you going to do? I'm going to play. I'm going to win the MVP. I'm going to give you 48. What you going to do to me now? Now, the power is in my hand. It's not coming off the 24-2 and two year that you said was subpar. I'm the best player in the NFL, and I don't want to play for you. And by the way, wait, 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 wait. I'm not going to drop it, or the news isn't going to drop from Adam Schefter, who said it was a coincidence that he broke it that day, said he had been sitting on it. I'm going to drop it on draft day. On a day where people probably thought you were going to do something for me, I'm going to drop it on this day, and then you still go out and draft a corner first round. The people ain't worried about Aaron Rodgers. So now Aaron Rodgers isn't worried about them people. But he had to turn from player to pimp. See, like players, you got them, right? You know, you go, if you pick up your phone, if you, throw, you scroll through your sidekick, 
If you're on your two-way pager, you can hit him up. Hey, you up? What you doing? But the pimp, the pimp controls the movements. The pimp controls the money. The pimp controls the power. Organizations for so long have been the pimp. Now they don't know how it feels to no longer be that. And so we talk about like all of these team sports. And I told you earlier how I thought that like combat sports were, were, were just crazy, right? Because these dudes are truly fending for themselves. And then you watch the, the Hearns and, 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 and what rest of soul, the Hagglers and the, the Meldrick Taylors and what some of these, the, the Sweet Peas, what they become after doing this for so long. And not always being able to still take care of family, not always having the money to live the life that they deserve to live from the punishment that they took. But Eminem, Eminem took it over. And nope, I'm not talking about 8 Mile. I am not trying to lose myself in the music. Not trying to lose myself in the moment. I'm talking about McGregor and Mayweather. These dudes have changed combat sports forever. Say what you want. Floyd Mayweather's undefeated. Some people like him, some people don't. I can honestly say right here, I don't agree with a lot of the things that he does away from, the, away from boxing. His life is a mess to me. He makes bad decisions. He does bad things. He does things that may make you feel like he is not a good human. But man, that man says something though. Floyd Mayweather said, I am truly the greatest at legalized bank robbing. Think about that. Ain't he right though? Every fight picked at the right time. Every opportunity he was able to build up, the build up to the fight where you thought he might actually lose. This, oh, Canelo, Canelo's the guy. Manana, Manana is the guy, right? Zab, Zab is the guy. None of those were the guy. Pacquiao at the right time. De La Hoya at the right time. Now, whether or not he couldn't have beat these people at what we felt like were their peaks, because I believe that he could, Right? He made he made A-class fighters seem C-class very much of the time. But it was the money. It was the draw. It was my own promotion. It was me making sure money continued to be stacked and could I, until, until my skills couldn't stack them enough anymore in that. Until I felt like I was declining enough where this might be the one true time I ruined that legacy. So what did he do? He retired. And then comes this brash Irishman who's much like Floyd. Wears the flashy minks once he's able to. Great suits once he's able to. Comes in, sleeping people. You sleep. You sleep. You sleep. Supposed to fight Jose, uh, Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo has an injury. Takes another fight. Right? Wins the interim. I remember watching this dude the first time at ESPN. Couldn't stay still. He's in the mirror. He's kicking at the mirror. He's spinning around. I'm nervous because he's like this very pint-sized man who I know can beat me up. I'm trying to wonder how a man in jeans this tight can get his foot over my head, right? And this dude becomes the champion. And immediately when he becomes the champion, he starts to mention his, mention his boxing prowess. How great of a boxer he is. He starts setting up a fight with the other greatest bank robber in legalized, in legalized bank robbing, Floyd Mayweather. So on one night, a dude that comes for a sport where you are scrapping for $50,000 bonuses makes $100 million in one night. Fighting somebody who made his whole career of finding out of ways to make and keep money while boxing, while continuing to build his legacy, build his brand, he fought that dude. 
That dude that said, you know what, in the generalities, right, or in the general sense of making boxing money, I don't have that skill no more. I can't take those punches no more, but I'll fight this dude because this dude, I'd eventually wear down and win. And he did. And they hugged and they kissed and they laughed after the fight. You know why? Because they had robbed another bank. Face mask on, water gun in the pocket, put the money in the bag. But they did it. And so now, there were two brothers at that point sitting at home. These brothers were YouTubers. These brothers had done a little Disney. And they said, hmm, Conor McGregor, he's no boxer. Got a lot of money to box. Floyd Mayweather, he's retired and done. He got a lot of money to box. These people really are not that smart. And they like wasting money. Well, I'm going to take it. And so what do they do? One of them comes out, fights Nate Robinson, retired basketball player. He sleep. Another one comes out, fights a guy and loses. Right? He just loses. Just absolutely just loses to him. But it doesn't matter because his brother goes back out and knocks out Ben Askren. I'm just going to be honest. If there was a UFC fighter to pick to fight, <laughs> he was the one. Now, would I say getting a wrestling match with Ben Askren? Absolutely not. Stone Chin will take you down and wrestle you and gristle you and cauliflower ear you to death. But on his feet, he might as well be boxing, sitting on his hands. And what happened? Out there, five quick seconds, poof, he out. So now it builds. Oh, my gosh. These dudes could fight. Logan and Jake actually got hands. No, they don't. They just pick smart. But what do we do? We let Jake march out there. We let uh, good old Floyd march out there. And they fight. And Floyd makes $100 million. Paul makes $20 million. And I didn't watch it. And I'm glad to say I didn't watch it. I can tell you this. I wanted to. If I could have caught me a free screen, a, a free stream and felt like I wasn't going to go to jail, I would have watched it on my phone. I just didn't want him to trace my address or nothing like that and show up at my house. But I would have watched it because they've created intrigue. Because now it's about branding. Now it's about success. Now it's about entertainment. And that's where these guys are now. And so when we get back to the end of it, we have all these people. I'm on, I'm on TV every day with Dan Graziano. Or not every day, but very often. And Dan truly, truly hates this whole Aaron Rodgers thing. Every day. Oh, Aaron, he's disgruntled, so he's doing this. And Dan's rode the Peloton for like 500 straight days or something. So he is probably upset. If you've ever sat on the Peloton seat, being on that seat every day is not what you want. That will burn your mother effing bis biscuits. His biscuits is burnt. Right? But he's mad at that. And then there are people that are mad at Floyd, people that are mad at the Pauls, people that are mad at Conor McGregor. Why? Because they changed the game? Because now Paulo Costa, now John Jones can sit at home and wait on Dana White. Now, Dana White controls the show. What Dana White knows is that people tuned in to watch Francis Ngannou knock out Stipe Miocic, right? They know that they'll tune in to watch him fight again. And we all know when Francis fight, that's going to take like 37 seconds. I'm going to buy it every single time. ESPN Plus, I'm going to stream it to my big TV, and I'm going to watch it. So these dudes know that, and they know who run their organizations. And in knowing who run their organization, they got to take power, yield power, use power whenever they can. 
and we shouldn't be mad. So congratulations to the new world. Congratulations to the new athlete. It is no longer big bank always takes little bank. Sometimes big bank has to give in a little to little bank and merge in order to be successful. This was face first. Glad to see y'all again. See you next week. Well, you know, I finished the whole pod and I thought to myself, I don't think I know who the brothers are. I don't know the difference between Jake Paul and Logan Paul. I kept saying Jake, but I believe that Floyd fought Logan. And I believe that Logan made $20 million to fight Floyd. And the man whose job it is to know sports, I mean, football, albeit, didn't even know which one of the brothers were which. Which only further makes my claim. They pimping, y'all. They stealing. But it's legal. Got to congratulate them. But I did want to come on and say I was wrong. Even in being wrong, they sure are right. Now, truly, face first is over.